0: Drop Bar, Texas is brought to you by Jack Crew. Support the podcast by ordering your very own Drop Bar, Texas kit by Jack Crew through the team store listed in the show notes. Happy New Year. I am Paul and your host for Drop Bar, Texas. I'm looking forward to another season of talking all things cycling in Texas. It's 2022 and things are looking up for racing in Texas, but I'll get to that in a minute first I want to share a little trip my wife and I took to Wimberley nestled in the hill country about 45 minutes southwest of Austin or an hour northeast of San Antonio it's an area with no shortage of good roads to ride it's also close to two state parks Pertinalis Falls and Blanco State Parks we had some nice cool weather last week as we hiked in Pertinalis We even took advantage of a one-mile history hike that was guided by a park ranger. On this guided hike, we learned the history of the park and got to see several fossils. Pretty neat stuff, uh, if you ask me. The only drawback was the cedar pollen this time of year, which is quite high. You might be able to hear in this recording that it did a number on me and my allergies. Anyway, if you are looking for a place to stay on your visit to Wimberley, Try a Treehouse Retreat in Luna Vista, the cottage made for a great escape without the kids. We booked it on Verbo. Look for the link in the notes. Looking ahead to the road race season, the lack of a central calendar was making it difficult to see what's coming. However, this past week, Stefan Roth shared a public Google calendar with the Texas and regional events. One of the new road opportunities this year is a series being promoted by Alex Montoya. The series is called the Texas Triple Crown. Alex came on recently to shed some light on this competition that spans three race weekends. So let's clip in with Alex for the Texas Triple Crown. Good deal. Well, th- for th- thanks for coming back on. It's uh, for for the redo. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I see. No I
0: see the little recording uh, icon up there in the in the left. So so I know it's uh, it's recording this time.
1: I can verify, I see it on mine too, so.
0: <laughs> well, good, good. Um, so we'll, we'll give this another, another shot.
1: I haven't made my website live yet. Cause like, I'm kind of, I could make it live, but mm-hmm. what I'm doing is I'm, my goal is to launch everything at once. Um, so that like when people go to the site. You know, I, I'm, my goal is January 1st right now. So when people go to the site, January 1st, they'll be able to see like information for every event that I have. Yeah. As opposed to having like bits and pieces of the first event or two, and then like they have to wait for the rest. I want it to be like, okay, this is everything you you mostly need to know, minus a few like course details and stuff, you know. <laughs> and that way they can go to the site and like learn about the series, learn about every race, when it's happening, where, what it is and all that kind of stuff. So, cause I know as soon as I launched the thing and mentioned triple crown, I mean, if it were me, the first thing <laughs> I'd do is I'd be like, Oh, well, where is this race? What is it going to be? Who's mm-hmm. going to, you know, what, what courses are going to be like, you know, so um, to avoid the uh, onslaught of hundreds of emails I figured it would be better to just wait a week or two and launch it all at once uh, instead. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that sounds. good I mean, that was the first. Like when you when you emailed me, that was the first thing I did. I was like, oh, wait, let me search it, and see. <laughs> so oh, yeah. and,
1: and like I, I created like a Facebook page and an Instagram for a Texas Triple Crown. And it's funny cause I have like people starting to follow it and like I'm getting messages and stuff and I'm like, I literally don't, haven't even posted like any, anything, no links, <laughs> nothing on them. And people are like checking them out, trying to figure out what it is. So yeah, it's a good sign. It's kind of like I put out the teaser and now people are like, oh, what is it? And they're actually like interested in it now. So
0: yeah, yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah. They'll itch in to get all those new bikes and components out and test them out on the, <laughs> the new races.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to know, cause I know beginning of the year, everyone's like putting their season together now and this mm-hmm. is when they want to know and their wives. I know now that I'm husband and a father, you know, I, my wife wants to know when my stuff
0: is, so right. uh, I know racers are the same way. So, yep. Yep. So, um, all right, so well, so let's let's talk about the, um, the this Texas Triple Crown first, because you know, I mean you've been on uh, several times. I know we've talked about it in the past. Um, yeah, you know, the most recently the the Camino Gravel Challenge. We've talked about the Davy Crockett uh, Classic uh, in years past, and so now you've got this new event, um, which is really a series, and it's uh, the Texas Triple Crown. So tell tell me what, what is this this series?
1: All right, so the Texas Triple Crown, it's a road road race series in Texas that comprises the three race weekends in the spring, and um, so we have uh, an overall prize. It's a team-based competition, so you have an overall prize for the top three teams across those three race weekends, and it's a pretty unique scoring uh, style, I guess, that we actually tested out this past year in the Southeast, and it was very, very successful. And so we're rolling it out on a little bit bigger scale over in Texas because everything's bigger in Texas, of course. So um, we have the first race weekends over in Palestine. We have the Dogwood Omnium, which is the first weekend of April, and that'll be a crit and a road race. And then we have the Davy Crockett Classic, which is the second weekend. That's going to be a time trial crit road race. And then the final one is Houston Grand Crit, which is just, you know, the downtown Grand Crit. I figured that would be a cool one to have it uh, as the finale. And then I'm working on trying to put together a Saturday race for that Houston Grand Crit weekend, but I haven't really nailed it in yet. And it may not, I may decide not to do it, but, um, you know, overall kind of the point was to have a, you know, a well-rounded uh, series that people can look forward to with a, a prize, something that's a little different, and, um, you know, there's a cash prize, too. We're doing a $5,000 prize list. So the first place team is going to get $2,500, which is, you know, I guess that's more than entry fees and hotels for the three weekends. So <laughs> <That sounds great. laughs> yeah. in my opinion, I felt like that was enough for a team to be like, okay, maybe we'll actually be interested in this. Yeah. Um, so we have that series coming up. Uh, it's going to be points-based and riders and teams earn, will earn points at each race, and um, it's not category or gender specific, which is one of the questions I've been getting a little bit too uh, from the people who I've have talked to about it. Um, you know, because I, like I remember with uh, the gosh, what was it, the Texas Cup uh, a few years ago with Texbra, you know, it was based on like your, your category and like the age group and stuff you were doing it in. So if you were racing 50 plus, like you only got points in 50 plus and that kind of thing. Um, this is like a much more broad scoring scale where, you know, you have points are accrued for everybody on a team, um, regardless of their category, gender, whatever they're doing. And, um, but only the you know the top six earning riders are going to get points per race, and uh, you know the, some of the details are going to they're on the website. Um, <clears throat> but it's a lot more inclusive than some of the other system, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's designed to allow people a lot more flexibility. So they don't, you know, if they don't have a group of riders in the Pro One Two, or if they only have juniors or women, like they're not totally out of contention just based on you know, not having people in a certain category or something like that. Um, you know, we did try this out here in the Alabama road series and it was, it actually worked really well. Um, but I didn't limit it to six riders cause I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. And, um, that's why I limited it to six, but this one was because we had a uh, one team that came out with like 25 people at the first race of the year and got so many points that they <laughs> sort of shut it down pretty early on. And, um, <laughs> while it was cool and they still continued to come to all of them and everything we still had teams really gotten, you know, going for second and third and everything. Uh, it kind of did shut it down too early. And so what I came to the conclusion was that we have to kind of limit how, who can earn points at each race. Otherwise it gets really out of hand. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the series is a, you know, new series, three races, triple crown seemed right with three. Um,
0: and yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. Okay, nice, nice. And that that kind of follows. Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, as I'm thinking about it, I was like trying to put together like the six riders that you're limiting Kind of follows sort of a team time trial kind of model too, because because aren't in a team time trial, aren't isn't it usually like the first three or, or four um, riders that that take the time for the team. You know, so think for example, like if yeah, five right. people start, it's usually like four the four that finish or something like that,
1: depending on. Yeah, I don't know the exact rule, but I know like Tour de France. I think they start with like eight or something, and they have to finish with four. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, mm-hmm. but I guess it's kind of similar in that sense. Yeah, like um, you know, if you I put it even put an example on the website because I know people will ask me, but like mm-hmm. the example I referred to is like Team Whatever has eight riders in this in Houston Grand Crit. <clears throat> and I put like, you know, rider A earns 40 points, rider B earns 35 points, et cetera, et cetera. The, you know, the team earns the total for the top six. So it's like, you know, your best six scoring riders are going to get points. So the whole point is we want teams to come with numbers of people, you know, and mm-hmm. we want them to come with six or more people. And, um, there's a kind of a point behind some of this stuff with the series too. And, and a lot of it goes back to how, um, you know, teams have really started to lose a lot of their importance in the road racing scene over the last decade or so. I remember, you know, I got involved in cycling and racing because of the team that I joined, you know, I was, I joined a junior development team when I was in high school, you know, and they were really organized and then teams and clubs always seemed to be kind of the backbone of the racing scene. And, and over the last, you know, five or six years things have really started falling apart and one key thing that i have seen is that teams are sort of not really present anymore you know back when i first started and even five six years ago you'd have at a crit, you'd have all the teams setting up tents you'd have clubs that come hang out you know people would bring friends they'd set up coolers and tailgate kind of stuff at uh, crits and you know we're not really seeing that a lot anymore and um You know, you're seeing all these, I I can't, I think the term that was used was called micro team, which is like, you have these guys who have like four or five people on their team that race in the same kit. One or two of them might show up to a race weekend, but they're not really like a unified club. They're not really registered. They're not really like volunteering or doing anything. They just kind of have a little mini club. They race together, you know, when they want to kind of deal. And, um, you know people don't understand i don't think that that has a pretty damaging effect on the road racing scene long term because those clubs and teams they provide a lot to the scene and keep people involved and help develop new riders and they give back a lot and contribute whereas these smaller groups people don't and you know the big clubs are the ones that send volunteers and the ones that bring in the juniors and bring in the new people and train them and help them and and without that, you know, we're really lacking in some of this leadership and, uh, you know, in our, in our community of, of road racing, at least particularly. And so, <clears throat> you know, I could have done this series as, as an individual thing, you know, that would have been fine, but I don't want to, honestly, I don't want to promote it as an individual thing, because this is not an individual sport. This is a team sport. And that's something that we really need to kind of go back to, uh, in my opinion and, and, um, this is a way that we can kind of encourage people to do that and to get them back into that mindset of like, Hey, let's do this as a team. Let's do this as a group. Let's have a unified effort and coordinate this together as opposed to like, I'm going to go race this weekend. Like, I wonder who's going, you know? Right. So it's, it's, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the mentality of why I wanted to do it this way.
0: Okay. 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 and so, so that means uh, you'll have to, be registered um, as a team through USA Cycling as well,
1: right? Yes. Uh, so I actually put a <clears throat> team eligibility thing I'm looking at right now because I knew that was going to be one of the things. <clears throat> I tried to make it easy, like, you know, pretty minimal on what's required, but I had to put some requirements because I don't want it to just be like free for all. Um, they do have to be registered with USA Cycling. Um, they have to have at least six people on their team they don't all have to show up to every race, but they have to have at least six people on their roster for 2022. Um, they have to be racing in the same, uh, like, identifiable team apparel. Like, they can't be all just wearing different stuff, or, like, you can't have someone wearing another team kit from, like, a team they used to race for, and then, say, they're racing on this other team. You know, it has to you can't have people who are, like, you know, getting points for one thing and people don't know that they're with another team. It just gets confusing, so we can't do that. Um, You know, and then they have to have the... This is the worst thing. I hate this because it's... People never, ever do this, but um, trying to help get that fixed a little bit is that they have to have their correct team on their USA Cycling license, which I'm trying to... I know that that's just... People aren't going to get that 100%, which is okay, but a lot of people have totally wrong clubs on their usac license you know like when you go pull up their profile it'll have like you know northwest cycling club but they haven't raced for northwest in like 10 years you know mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we need people to get that updated so that when we pull their up their data on the database it not you know it doesn't show some other team you know they're racing for and while we can figure it out it's still It helps them and it helps USA Cycling and it helps their own club and everything when their roster and their information is correct, you know, because when you upload results, it's going to show them popping up as their old team if that's what's on there. So we don't want that to happen. But we're going to have people submit their rosters so we can confirm, (coughs) uh, you know, by March 1st is the day for roster submission. But we want to have people confirm that the, you know who's on their team and what their team name is and that kind of stuff but i'm also doing it for another reason um you know they're, when they submit their roster they can give us team photos logos sponsors and things like that and so every team that sends me their roster and sends me the information i'm gonna do like a post and a thing on the website and like include them so i'm kind of gonna do a little bit of promotion for them too you know and if they have sponsors or something they're really uh, passionate about or something they're trying to promote that'll be a tool that we can help them through this to uh, help them get some recognition a little bit uh, throughout the state and uh, kind of stealing something out of the usa credits playbook there last year on that one because like i know they they really did a lot with team stuff i thought that was kind of cool so i you know not i'm not following any of their other stuff <laughs> <laughs> that happened <laughs> but uh I thought this is the way they did some of the team stuff. It was yeah. interesting. So, uh,
0: but the, the races were exciting.
1: The races were <laughs> exciting. I won't get into any other yeah. stuff. but uh, And I am doing one new thing, too. So <clears throat> you know, I, I mentioned I'm starting a software development program uh, week, actually. And one of the projects I'm working on is a team, <clears throat> team portal. So one thing I've seen <clears throat> and heard from some of the team leadership of uh, different clubs over the years is they have a hard time recruiting riders and that other new riders also have a hard time finding a good fit for a team because they don't always know what teams are out there and who needs more people to race with them and who's looking for people, you know, how to find them and that kind of thing. And for, and from a new racer's perspective, you know, if you don't really know anybody, like, how do you know what team you might want to race with? Like how do you meet people And so I thought that, um, you know, I'm creating a team portal page where when they submit their roster, they can put on there, like, are you interested in recruiting new riders or anything like that? And if they say yes, it'll put a little thing on there that allows them to contact the team manager through an email. And then they can try to join, you know, riders who are looking for teams can go on there and try to join a team. And the manager can put, like, you know, we're looking for a sprinter or something or like, Hey, where our team is all cat one, two, we're looking for other cat one, twos, you know? And so that way they can kind of try to connect some people who are looking to race with other people. Cause I want people to have full teams for this and really have a, have a chance to go at it and not just have one or two teams that just destroy everybody. And that's it. I really want to give people a fighting chance that even if they, are not in a major team yet, or it's a new team or something that they can join up with something if they really have the desire to do this all out. And, and um, I want to make this as <clears throat> inclusive as possible for, for everybody, you know, so it's not just a, you know, like a the elite guys take it, you know, I don't want it to just be mm-hmm. you know, elbows coming and scooping it all <laughs> or something. <you> know? <laughs> I want, I want people to actually have a chance. And so I'm trying to make it, possible in every way i can so
0: great great yeah so um kind of like a like a dating website for uh
1: <laughs> a little bit for, yeah for, for uh unattached writers
0: you know can that's actually kind you?
1: of the um template i'm sort of using for yeah. my uh, for my my uh, little portal, there is the is kind of like a dating
0: app, essentially. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, what what kind of racer are you? Kind of, you know, are you a climber? How long have you been racing? You know. <laughs> what's, what's your VO two max? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. If I'll let them get that specific. But... Do you have a Do you have an average output? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your FTP? <laughs> um, so, well, cool, man. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty cool, though, actually, because um, yeah, I mean. I, Thinking back when back when I was starting out, is like I, you know, met met a few people like when I started going to races, when I started going to the um, Memorial Park crit. And um, but yeah, it's like prior to that, it was like I yeah, I didn't know like, well, who you know, how to join a club or anything like that. You know, it's like, well, I, do I just pick one? Do I have to know somebody? To, do I have to be invited? <laughs> so so um so yeah, and then once once I finally joined a club, it was like, well, how no, how do I get on the race team? <laughs> so Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a can be a little intimidating, especially if you're a little introverted, like like I am.
1: Yeah, like I'm I I'm not very outgoing, I guess. I I can be when I want it to, want to be, but I'm not naturally a very outgoing person. So for me, you know rolling up to an event where i don't know a single person i'm not usually the kind of guy who's gonna just going to go up to someone's tent and be like hey what's up and you're like, I just, you know that's not really me so this kind of thing is something i would absolutely use because i'd be like it gives me a reason to go up to that team's tent or something and be like hey like what's up i'm racing with y'all now or whatever kind of makes that introduction uh a little bit easier in terms yeah. of meeting new people so
0: yeah, nice, nice. So, so the um, so the dogwood Omnium, that's that's going to be the first one on the on the calendar, right? Um, in in March, correct?
1: Uh, that's going to be April second oh, and third, I believe the date was. We moved it back because um, there's a collegiate race in Dallas <clears throat> that one of our colleagues is doing, and um, I wanted to honor uh, his day there because I know the collegiate scheduling is not quite as flexible and, uh, mm-hmm. mine was not, and you know, mine was able to be moved without messing anything up, but his would have probably not had yeah. that option. So, um, we have dogwood, which <clears throat> I'm trying to do a downtown crit. Um, but I've been, I'm not in love with some of the courses there. So I'm trying to put together something. There's an awesome park. there that's kind of similar to like, I don't, it's not like Memorial park, It's almost two and a half miles for the loop, Um, but it's really, really cool. I'm just trying to see if that would work with a bigger field. I think with a field of over 50 riders, it might be a little weird. So I'm trying to figure that one out, but, you know, worst case scenario, we can do two road races, but that's not ideal, but I'd like to do a great road race. I know I already have a road race course mapped out. There's a ton of road race options there. Mm-hmm. but the city and the tourism department there they uh, are keen on a downtown uh, crit too so I'm trying to do something you know to to help showcase their community too so
0: yeah, nice. yeah and I mean it when when I was looking at um, the city because that because that's where the um, Camino challenge was was also at right so uh, when I was looking at the city back then I mean it it looked really like a nice town. I mean, a lot of stuff to do. I mean, there were, you know, you had the train museum. Uh, there's the, uh, uh there's like a hands-on, um, uh, like a kids science and thing museum and whatever uh, that's there that looked really appealing to, to go to, it looks like a, an attractive place to go back to, but, um, it sounded like those a race that race went well. And so you're looking at, also, doing road, and you're still going to have the gravel event later, right? So,
1: yeah. So, the gravel event is still going to be that last weekend of September. And, and a lot of people don't realize that one has actually been happening for like nine years or something since before gravel was cool, is what I would say. Because it's <laughs> been happening from another promoter or two promoters for a long time before I took it over. But that one started in like 2011 or something. So, it's, it's been around a while, um, <clears throat> you know, since before this, cur- the craze mm-hmm. began um but yeah that the city is really supportive of it and they have they're a little bit bigger than Crockett which is you know the nearby town how I kind of discovered Palestine um you know so they have uh, a little bit more um infrastructure to support some of the events you know they have more hotels more restaurants more you know more places to stay nearby they've got some uh some other roads and stuff around there that are newly paved with with some new grants that they did with the county over the last few years. So they have some really good options for road. And when I was putting together the gravel event, that's how I was like, Hey, we should really do a road event here. Cause there's like a lot of really good spots to get ride and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's when I brought it to them. I was like, "You know, I had to submit grant applications for some of the, you know, we, a lot of these events are supported by hotel occupancy tax grants. And um, <clears throat> so we usually, you know, we get some funding from the, the city or the county And so I had to put in the applications for, uh, next year for the, um, Camino event. And I was like, well, you know, I should go and just put one in for a road event too, because I really like to do one. And, um, the more I've dug into it, the more I've really just fell in love with the idea. And I just, I really enjoyed going there. I mean, it was, it was a fun place to visit. It's pretty, I mean, it's a really historic town. Um, you know, they've, it's kind of like a Crockett's big brother, you know, it's, it's like a bigger version and, And um, a lot of history in the area. I mean, it dates back to, you know, before Texas, even because, you know, that was where the Camino Real Trail thing went through. (laughs) So that was like where all the settlers of Houston and San Antonio and stuff like passed through through that area on those trails going out to settle those areas. So it's a a lot of history out there. You know, there's all those historical plaques all along all the main roads. I mean, you have cemeteries, their family plots that have been there for you know 200 years now and so it's, it's pretty cool to have that <clears throat> In that history it's like more texas than texas almost it's been there since before texas was texas so it's a, it's a pretty cool cool historic place to, to come and visit and and the community has got some there's some cool restaurants farmers markets things like that there's a lot going on there it's, it's just a, it's a little more uh activity than some of the other towns <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then the, and with the first two races being, well, you've got, uh, that Omnium and then not far away Crockett as well, that, that area looks like it's a pretty equal distance from the three major cities, you know, D- Dallas, Austin, and, and Houston. I mean, it, when I was looking on it, at it, on it, uh, at it on a map anyway, um, yeah, and I
1: understand. I know people are going to be like, well, why are they all in the same area? <laughs> you know, I always try to be the devil's advocate. I always play that. I know this sounds terrible, but I always play that like D bag racer in my head because there's always somebody, you know. I always play that like, okay, what's the D bag guy going to say about this? You know, I already like anticipate the comments and the emails mm-hmm. now. And um, <clears throat> so they're going to be like, oh, okay, why are they it's all in East Texas? Where's Central Texas? And the. I did try central Texas, (laughs) but nothing really came together. So um, this is how it ended up. And uh, yeah, maybe in the future, I'm gonna, I'm trying to build this too, to where it's not location specific. Cause I know Davy Crockett classic and stuff was really location specific. One thing that a lot of other uh, big events do around the country is that they have the ability to like move their event based on the brand you know, based on what cities want to host them and stuff. And so with the Triple Crown, the idea was to build something that we can move it to different cities in the future. So it's not like married to the Davy Crockett classic, or it's not married to Palestine. If, you know, if Palestine decides that that's not something they want to support in two or three years, then we can go move it to another city. Then we can go move it to... Austin, outside of Austin, or we could do something up near Dallas, you know. And I want to have to have the ability to move it around in the future, uh, you know, based on uh, just what options are available. So uh, that's just kind of how it shook out this year, but uh, in the future, you know, we might move it around. So, cool,
0: cool. So, do do you see this as a as a challenge to the Texas Cup, you know, at all?
1: Uh, yes and no. It's more of like a Texas Cup 2.0 or something. <laughs> so I know we we had talked about that a little bit last week, and so I did like the way that the Texas Cup was done in a number uh, for a number of reasons. But there was also things about it that I was not in love with and uh, needed really needed to be changed. And uh, not knocking on the people that designed it because some things probably couldn't have been anticipated when it was designed. But um, you know, I felt that the Texas Cup was. Uh, or had become a, um, whoever has the most time and money competition, <laughs> because right. you, you could afford to go to 10 different races. You were probably going to have a much better shot at getting the points than everybody else. So <clears throat> they ended up being either whoever had the most people on their team or whichever team had a rider had the most money and time to go to the races and do, I mean, they had to do well, obviously, but, um, it kind of got a little bit. More um, driven by what people were able to do in terms of like the money, the, as opposed to actual performance and 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 being able to do it. Um, you know, I don't know the right term, but you know, it, it didn't feel like everybody really had a chance. You know, and um, um, that's kind of why I did it this way, as I felt like three weekends or you know a short series and focused in one time of the year. Uh, had a lot more, I guess, fairness behind it. And, uh, because you don't have people who are, are like, oh, well, I can't afford to go to seven race weekends or like, I can't afford to drive, you know, multiple weekends, you know, five, six hours and that kind of stuff. And, you know, do hotels every single day and everything. I wanted it to be where like, you can still go, you know, like, cause I, you know, even if you don't have a lot of money, you can still find a way to probably go to three races Mm-hmm. but I mean, you probably won't find a way to go to like 10 of them and uh so i felt like this was a little more fair in that sense and then also you know like texas cup people could earn points like you know you could have a junior weight racing against two people who you know he was guaranteed a podium spot would earn the same amount of points as like a pro one two racing 100 people and i was like okay that's that's not really fair to not knocking on the junior, but like, I hate to say it, that's really not the same at all. So, um, you know, there needed to be a little bit more of like a check on that, like, okay, we can't just be like, and points out just for showing up kind of thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, it's, um, what's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, to to hear about the because with the three races, you've got the new one, got the Crockett back. And then, um, I'm excited to see, you know, the grand crit coming back. I mean, COVID's put a, put a damper on all of these you know, different, different events, you know, over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, some of them haven't been around and, and seeing some of them, them come back and, um, is exciting uh, to me at least. And, um, so, yeah, but, um, on, on this, um, if, so if this works, are there any thoughts of like, a similar series because you because you've got a plan i think of like i think eight events if i remember correctly uh for this year um not not all road but just like eight events in texas if i remember right um or is that well just that's like just in total, that's not
1: just texas okay that's going to be so i have a couple and and you know i'm not i'm not doing a ton because you know i am going to be in school and doing doing other stuff so i don't want to be like going too crazy with it and being gone every weekend, but I do have, you know, I've got a race in Alabama. I've got, uh, well, two in Alabama. I've got a road weekend in Alabama. I've got a really cool one in Tennessee uh, end of February. That's at this like new car racing track that is awesome. Was, we did it for the first time this past year, and people loved it. It was awesome. So we're going back. And then um, <coughs> that one's called polecat Grand Prix which everyone's like polecat sounds kind of dirty, but actually, I guess a polecat, I had to look it up. It's like a, a skunk, I guess. That's like another term for a skunk. And, uh, that, you know, the area is, I guess they had skunks there. I don't know. <laughs> it's called the polecat training center. And so the polecat thing, that animals has like some kind of identification with that area. So we kind of just went with it and, um, but that one's cool. And um I'm expecting a good crowd at that one this year. And then you know, then we have uh, pretty much have March off now because I moved uh Dogwood back, which is kind of nice actually. And then I have um Dogwood, Crockett, Grand Crit, and then June. We have a mountain bike race that we're working on. It's a three, possibly even four-day mountain bike stage race in Birmingham that we're doing. Um, and then got uh my gravel event, so um that's kind of all i have planned this year and i'm not really like <clears throat> you know people ask me if i want to do other events or if i'm interested in like bringing i get that hey let's do a crit here or whatever i get that all the time but like, i'm not really i guess i wouldn't say i'm for hire <laughs> <laughs> like i kind of am just doing the events i want to do and that's it so uh, yeah this is not my, my full-time job, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah. Um, I guess that's, I don't even know, is that seven or eight? I don't know. I don't really care. I just do. Well,
0: it's, well, it's, well, it's, it sounds like plenty (laughs) you keep your plate full though still, you know, especially with everything else going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was just like wondering, it's like if there's, I wonder what the what the appetite would be for people like if they, for like a like an all rounder you know type thing you know that encompasses like you know maybe a cyclocross a gravel and a road event oh yeah like yeah that, yeah you know or, or a mountain bike gravel and road or so, you know something around that and those you had places.
1: mentioned that and I remember now um, that was kind of one of the things I wanted to work towards I just don't have a mountain bike venue really. Or mountain bike established event in texas because mm-hmm. i think that would definitely be a really cool thing to do would be to have like a road gravel and mountain um series where it's like the top for across all three um that's something that i definitely want to look at uh in the future
0: but you know again i don't want to overdo it yeah yeah well cool well um well this sounds that sounds really exciting to hear about um you know this these three events that you've got coming down to Texas, um, for this next year, something to look forward to. Um, hopefully this, uh, this, this next wave or this, this current wave of, of COVID will, will pass pretty quickly, uh, from what I'm reading in the, in the reports, you know, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> from what I've read, um, predictions are that it should peak in January and be done hopefully, you know, at least this wave, but, Something it looks like we're just going to have to learn to live with and
1: And be on the like, uh, the Zeta variant or something. (laughs) Right, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's some, I'm kind of like, I'll keep an eye on it and keeping an eye on the areas and the permits and everything. I think that if it's bad or something, the first one that'll probably give us problems would be Grand Craigs. It's in downtown Houston. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure once we, you know, things start hitting the fan, they'll, probably the first thing that uh we'll hear about but i mean obviously i'll let everybody know but you know
0: that stuff does not happen so yep yep knock on some wood over here you know throw some salt say a prayer do what you got to do keep the good vibes going but um but yeah and then you know so this is kind of off topic and you know i know we probably don't have a lot of time left here um but um I know you got started, um, just a little background on you, you got started uh, promoting events when you were back with with Bike Barn, right? Yes,
1: that is correct. Um, so I, um... oh, sorry.
0: Telling me I need to get off. Uh, get right to um, <laughs> okay. But, well, we, well, we can actually, we can save this. Well, part it's for fine. I'll, I'll,
1: okay. I'll finish it up with that last, last thing. So yeah, so I started out with Bike Barn. Um, started promoting races for my collegiate team college before I moved to Houston. And, and um, I was, when I moved to Houston, I really wanted to put together races. And uh, I heard about Memorial Park Crit, and really wanted to get something cool going in Houston because there wasn't a ton of racing there when I moved there and um in the process of uh you know trying to get something going with memorial park i met neil who was owner of bike barn and uh, ended up working for them um, doing their events and races and teams and everything and uh, did grand crit a couple times memorial park Crit, uh, along with a lot of other rides and ms 150 stuff and all kinds of different events and then started my own race production business and a bunch of races which a lot of people probably remember some great some not uh, <laughs> and um so yeah i've done a little bit of everything uh so yeah
0: well good well um i know we're out of time so what what i wanted to what i just want to let people know is that you know we're going to have you back on um ahead of each of these events and and one of the things that i'm hoping to um you know, just kind of sprinkle into each of these uh next three interviews or um some some pointers that you may have around starting your own events or promoting your events if if you're looking to do that. Because you know, if we want road cycling to continue, you know, we've mentioned this in the past and you know, other times you've been on is you know, if we want cycling to con- or road cycling to continue, it's like we got to have events out there and uh, people to organize them and and if it's something that you're interested in doing then you know alex is someone that's been doing it for a while uh eight eight years or 10 years or something like that and
1: um, um, eight years <laughs> started well i guess 2013 so yeah that eight years and i've done 142 events wow eight years, which is <laughs> a little more than average i'd say but yeah uh, but yeah, but it's something that I am and you mentioned it I am passionate about trying to you know help people with the experience that I've gotten over those events because I've managed to cram so many in such a short period of uh, time that I have learned a lot about what what does work and what definitely does not work. I think that the definitely not working part is something that is uh, really needs to be, out there for new promoters and people who really want to do something and and uh you know I'd love to have an opportunity to use my um my mistakes and stuff that I didn't do right or that I've experienced to help people so that they don't have to go down that road and and uh, they can have more
0: success uh, you know and build something
1: better uh, that will last
0: so yeah well good deal well well thanks for being on Alex uh yeah it's- and you mentioned your wife called. I, th- I think I hear mine at the door. <laughs> so, Or at least, a, at least our youngest one. All right. In case you missed it earlier, that was Alex Montoya. More on the Texas Triple Crown can be found on the website MomentumSports.com with a Z. Or just click the link in the notes. Now let's take a look around the state to see what else is coming up on the road race calendar. First up on March 5th and 6th is La Primavera in Lago Vista. It looks like this classic race is coming back and I'm hoping to have the promoter on soon to talk about it. March 26th, University of North Texas Cycling is playing a crit race in Denton. And then the following day is the Jesuit Ranger Roundup Road Race in Salina, Texas. Andrew Armstrong is partnering with UNT Cycling and the South Central Collegiate Cycling Conference on this race. As for weekly crit races, Andy Hollinger's Wednesday night crit in Fort Worth should be back in March. In the Houston area, the Bear Creek crits are being planned for May by the good folks at Southwest Cycling Club. And finally, don't forget the close out to the season with the Hotter Than Hell 100 in August and then the Fort Hood Challenge in September. So start doing those chores, finish up your honeydews, tally up those weekend passes. Road racing is near, road racing is almost here. Finally, it's time for Feats of Glory. Today's honor goes to Stefan Roth. That's for the calendar that he put together. Even if you're not racing road, check it out because there are some non-road events on it too. All right, that's about all the time we have today. On the next episode, I'll be speaking with Grant Rogers of Austin's Breakfast Club ATX. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You may also follow Drop Bar Texas on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a ride to promote Feet of Glory to Share or a question, email dropbartx at gmail.com. Until next time, have fun, enjoy the sun, or just rule five.